0: College basketball experience transfer portal updates and scheduling notes episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com, use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. So go ahead and do that. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. scheduling notes. It's the off season. If you can't tell, but I don't even know if this is the off season. Part of me feels like there's more news <laughs> happening daily than when we have a, sh- you know, a slate of 150 games on a Saturday, folks, I'm excited to bring you this episode though. And uh, look, if you're wondering perhaps just who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby swinging Base, Dan, AKA pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick.
1: He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. When Dundee happened, he was a
0: superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. I would have killed a normal man, but no, nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was... It's like being
1: hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life.
0: Pretend it never happened and get along with your life. True. True. Move this thing along. Well, things are moving along in the transfer portal, you better believe it, a lot of lives are being affected. And we're here to talk about it. Chat's a little empty. Y'all see the blues. All right? I'm going to sing you a tune. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former... Former video coordinator for Bob Huggins at West Virginia and Frank Martin at South Carolina, host of the NFL Gambling Podcast, host of the Ryan and Russ Show. Give it up for Ryan McIntyre. What is up, brother? What is up, Dundee? Yeah, we're used
2: to handicapping, what, 150 games on a Friday night going into a college uh, conference Saturday? But instead, we'll just talk fifteen hundred names in the transfer portal tonight. (laughs) Fuck,
0: I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. And I know, like, if I miss a player or two, eh, it's not personal. (laughs) We'll get to it because we're gonna preview, you know, all all the conferences, all the teams. By the time October rolls around, and you never know, the portal opens up again. People can leave. You know what I mean? I mean, the. You've seen players stop for like two weeks out of college and then bounce. This is the current state of things. Shout out to Brick Patino. Great name. He goes, What's up, folks? And shout out to Trevor Vandenbosch Jones. He goes, Damn it, I'm drunk. Galactic bowling right now. Wow. That sounds fantastic. Nice. Xavier Smith uh, says, Breaking Chicago State will play in the Galactic Bowl into the 2023 college football bowl season. Hey, hopefully (laughs) Chicago state is getting that football program together. I know they've been trying to do this thing. Hopefully they figure this out. I'm all on board for the galactic bowl. Um, Dude, we got a lot. I made a sheet. And as I was making the sheet, I started the sheet two and a half hours ago and I was like, okay, that'll be enough time. Nope. Definitely not enough time. (laughs) Definitely not even close to enough time for me to, uh, to really put together some things, but let's just start off with, uh, some, uh, let's go scheduling first. All right. We like Uh, scheduling. Yeah. This gets me excited. A lot. uh, you know, all this stuff like, uh, like say, you know, the Georgetown Hoyas hosting Syracuse on December 9th in Washington, DC. Yep. I mean, that happens every year and it should because it's a rivalry, but that was announced. I was glad to see that. I saw, um, To me, a couple of the big ones here that just recently got released. Well, we have the, uh, Arizona, Michigan state to play in the Thanksgiving game in Palm Springs, California. Look, I hate neutral site games. I would love to see this on campus, but since I live about a nice eh, hour and a half from Palm Springs, I'm going to this fucking thing. I think unless something changes, I, I, I've already talked to the wife saying, Hey, let's go out to Palm Springs for the weekend for Thanksgiving. And uh, we could attend this game, come home, have some Turkey. I'll, uh, you know, you can get a hotel with a kitchen in it and I'll make, I'll make a fucking Turkey. Right. And, uh, and then we can watch the egg bowl together. How romantic we go <laughs> from college basketball to Turkey to college football. Make sure you subscribe to the college football experience as well as we're already breaking down everything over there, but dude, this game is fantastic. I know you. If, if I were you, I'd be like, "Why are they playing this in Palm Springs?" Because, look, I, I don't like neutral site games, but it's close to me. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, please do it within an hour and a half from my house. Uh, what do you make of it? I think
2: it's. I'm reading right now. It's going to be televised right after the Lions game on Fox. So that's a good way of college basketball trying to sneak onto a one of the major networks on the national stage on a big holiday. I mean. I like we talk about it all the time. We like watching teams play at other teams campuses, but there are certain exceptions. This seems to be one Palm Springs. Uh, I'm always in favor of them playing at the garden. To be honest, I always like neutral site games at the garden. Vegas is slowly
0: turning into that. It feels I was like, shocked as well. it was Palm Springs, man. Palm Springs is yeah. like, I mean, look, something a, different. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, I will be there uh, unless something changes, but there's other announcements that we have. Like the Jumpman Classic in Charlotte, North Carolina, obviously affiliated with uh, Michael Jordan's Nike brand. Yeah. Um, you and the, the those two games were announced, North Carolina versus Oklahoma. So you're going to have a little opportunity here, buddy, for the last year of the Big 12, for you to hang on to the Sooners for one more year as they take on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Porter Moser versus Hubert Davis. I'm actually pretty excited to watch that game. Um, what do you What do you make of that one? That's interesting.
2: Cause this is a big year for Porter Moser year. Number three, they kind of have hovered around what the 16, 17, maybe 18 marketing uh, it's first two years, but it's also a big year for Hubert Davis. It's his third year as well. And obviously he goes to the national championship, but then takes a big step back. They refuse to play in the NIT like a bunch of bitches. And so yeah, two, uh, two uh, coaches going into big year number three. So it'll be interesting here.
0: Yeah, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, I, Moser's lucky that they're a football school.
2: Yeah. He because, can fly under the radar a little bit. I mean, bit. he
0: gets paid pretty well, and I'm like, eh. I understand you're in the Big Twelve. Watch so go to the SEC, win the SEC or something. But uh the other side <laughs> they, of that game They did beat
2: Alabama by thirty true, this year. True.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need to go to the SEC. Yeah, I think they might. I think they might. The other the other part of the jumpman classic I think we got to get to uh, Noah BNIC to this game because his two schools, Michigan and Florida doing battle in Charlotte. What do you make of this one? Yeah. And I'm just thinking about it last year. It was
2: Carolina, Michigan. That was a great game. And then it was Florida and Oklahoma. And that also was a good game. So they flipped the matchups obviously with the four jump The only one that they're missing, it seems like is Georgetown. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think so. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting if they get Georgetown in there in the future, but, uh, yeah, this is the Noah Beanick matchup. We'll have his uh, handicap here in about six months.
0: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, look, well, I'm going to bring more scheduling notes to, to the forefront here in a second, but first I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by shady rays, kick off the new year with new gear. That's built to last our friends at shady rays. Have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles and much, much more. Shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product. That's just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. They got durable frames. They got extremely clear optics for those outdoor adventures. It's it's the off season. All right. You're out there eating granola, hiking, you know, trying to find the purpose of life without college hoops on every day. I understand it. We'll wear some clear optics. All right. And that's not all though. Shady rays offers the most insane eye protection I've ever heard of. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. So let's say Let's say you're completely depressed, wife's sick of your bullshit, there's been no basketball, college hoops on every night, and you're just, you're upset. So you decide, hey, honey, we need to go on a getaway out in nature, hiking in Montana or Wyoming or something, right? You're out there, you're having a good old time, you're starting (laughs) to reconnect with nature, your purpose on the planet, you're already thinking about, hey, you know, how will Patino do in his first year at St. John's? You're on the hike. Your wife's probably talking to you about all this stuff with your family, but you're thinking about Patino at St. John's year one Cooley at Georgetown year one. I get it. And out of nowhere, a fucking grizzly bear and her cubs are right there. Right. And, and you know, you're like, honey, let's, uh, we got to shut the fuck up right now, but it's too late. The cubs are there. A grizzly bear comes running at you. You go to pull out your revolver. You're a little slow and the grizzly bear just completely bitch slaps you and your glasses go flying from one part of the forest to another. And then you get your gun and you blast that bear right in the fucking face, right? But your glasses are already destroyed. You've already saved a life. Your wife loves you a little bit more now because you look like you've done some manly shit. Um, and, uh, then you you're sitting there saying, Hey, I am fantastic. And then, oh, you look at your sunglasses. They're destroyed. You go to Shady Rays. You say, they're not even going to ask what happened. They're not even going to look at the fact you only have one ear. They're going to say, oh, here's your pair of sunglasses. Boom! No questions asked. A brand new pair on delivery. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because the, the reality is they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and you can feel good because they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. So you know their heart's in the right place. Uh, Right now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving you the best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yes. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Get on over there. All right. We're back. I hope you liked my story time Uh, and get those Shady Rays. Um, shout out to Xavier Smith, longtime listener, first time viewer. Keep up the off season grind. Hey, thank you, man. Thank, thank you, you, sir. And I know Ryan's talking about this Memphis commit out here in California. Uh, Mikey Williams got arrested today, six counts of assault with a handgun. Six months per count minimum in Cali. Uh, well, <clears throat> tough. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It'll w- blow over it, with all this yeah. portal news. It'll blow over. He'll be suiting up by November It's
0: yeah. five game suspension as a guy that's been to Memphis countless times. He'll fit right in. He might need his gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's, I got more new scheduling notes that I feel like are exciting. The sunshine slam in Daytona beach, Florida, man, you got Florida state. They haven't announced all the teams, but we know Florida State, UNLV, Richmond. And my Colorado Buffaloes. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually somewhat excited for Colorado next year with the return. I, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but Tristan De Silva, Julian Hammond, KJ Simpson, Javon uh, Hadley, all returning. They're adding a five-star freshman that, everyone, that, that on three has as the top recruit in the nation, Cody Williams. And then they brought in Eddie Lampkin Jr. I'm super excited to see the Buffs next year. I know it doesn't have a lot of heavyweights. If anything, Florida state, I got no idea what to consider Florida state right now. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. What do you make of the sunshine slam classic in Daytona beach, Florida?
2: What a name in, in uh, in S- sunshine state. So Florida state, Richmond, Colorado, who'd you say the fourth team that was
0: named UNLV,
2: UNLV, which will be year three of Kevin Kruger. Um, yeah, I mean, it's another kind of under the radar tournament. I think everybody with the non non-conference preseason tournaments thinks of Maui or the PK or, um, uh, the Charleston one or the Myrtle beach one, but this isn't one that's kind of under the radar. I'm sure that they'll kind of see it where they want Florida state, Colorado with the two high majors in the finals. But I mean, UNLV and Richmond are two solid men majors. that could give these teams games and have a chance to bolster the resume in November.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And and look, the wooden legacy, the John wooden classic that's been been, been played. in I feel like Anaheim forever is moving to Vegas. Uh, they know they, they haven't released many much information on this event besides the fact that Arizona state is replacing Arizona and BYU is on board. So something to monitor as the wooden legacy moves to Vegas. Um, other things to note that, that, kind of get me excited for, for college hoops here is Memphis and UVA are doing a home and home and uh, starting next year. The first, game I like be, that. The first game will be at Memphis next season. Right? I mean, dude, talk about contrast and styles too. I, I love yeah. this matchup. You
2: yeah. And I think this is big for Memphis because they're losing Houston. who they could play for a yeah. top 10 win in, in conference play with Houston. and. I don't know if Cincinnati was ever gonna get back to being a top twenty five program consistently like they were under Hugs and uh Mick Cronin, but they Cincinnati still was a top half of the league or top tier team in the American. So yeah, they needed more opportunities in November and December to bolster the resume for March.
0: Yeah, and they also did this. They scheduled a home and home with Missouri. They're heading to Columbia, Missouri, to take on Dennis Gates next season as well. So Missouri UVA added to the schedule. Remember, they lose Houston, but Florida Atlantic is going to be on that schedule. North Texas UAB and North Texas, yeah. obviously, who knows the situation? Tyler Perry, Grant McCaskill's gone, but UAB should still be solid. Uh, obviously, you know East Carolina is the greatest school in the in, in the country, and uh, <laughs> you saw they they landed Bobby Pettiford right. From from Kansas. Yeah.
2: Yes, I, I did see that. Good get come from a winning program. Uh yeah, no, I keep forgetting that FAU is kind of replacing Houston. Obviously, they haven't done it back to back years like Houston's done it. it. Like what they did was magical last year, but they're gonna be the hunted next year. And it's always interesting watching these teams that go on these runs come back with the target square on their back the next year.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Some other scheduling notes before before we move on to coaching news. The garden state classic love when this is played Rutgers at Seton hall, December 9th, dude. I love, I great. I love that one. Make that happen every year. I, 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 there's some more that are similar. I mentioned Georgetown, Syracuse, uh, Nebraska will host Creighton in Lincoln on December 3rd. Fuck. Yeah. Um, all on board there. Louisiana tech will host Louisiana. I always find in-state matchups. And those are two good programs. You know, those are two solid programs. So they should play each other more often. Uh, I did see also Gonzaga will host Yale. I made a note of it. Yale's a decent program. I don't have a date on that thing, but just FYI, we got some Ivy League WCCC matchups going on next year. Um, Let's hop on over and talk a little coaching news. Uh, Because Baker Dunleavy, the head coach at Quinnipiac, they win their Frozen Four Hockey National Championship, and Baker Dunleavy, who had a good season this year at Quinnipa- Quinnipiac, leaves to be the new general manager for, mm. no, no, Baker Dunleavy, son of Mike Dunlevy senior, yeah, um, played at Villanova back in, what, I feel like the mid-2000s or early 2000s. He is the new general manager for Villanova. He leaves a head coaching job. Quinnipiac ends up hiring the assistant Tom Pacora. What do you make of that?
2: Interesting. Um, That just the whole general manager title, uh, it kind of, I think that's going to be a new trend in college basketball from some of the conversations I've had with people is with the portal, the NIL, it's more than just, Hey, I'm going to go recruit these players, coach these players, watch film and get ready for practice. I mean, there's so many different egos you got to manage. You got to worry about, you got to recruit your own players. First off, we're, we're seeing that with the portal. You got to be, make sure that your guys guy is, is happy. And then he's got a guy that you got to keep happy. Everybody wants to get paid. It's really yeah. fucked up to be honest, but um, yeah. Hey, it is what it is. And yeah, I just think that it, it's interesting. Cause he was there for six years at Quinnipiac probably was on the hot seat a little bit. Um, I know he had won 20 games, but Head over to Villanova under Kyle Neptune. They're obviously friends. He's a Villanova guy. He was there from 2010 to 2017. So probably just as ready to be in an administrative role for a year or two and maybe get back uh, on the floor coaching.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, I wanted to touch base on this too. Mark Madsen, who was hired at Cal, remember, yeah. from Utah Valley, former Stanford and, and Los mm-hmm. Angeles Laker, uh, he hired Matt Shurbensky. Scher- the Texas Tech assistant, I thought that was an interesting hire, and he's brought in some transfers right away. I think Cal automatically going to be a lot better next year uh, with Madsen at the helm. Um, but the reason I mentioned that is he lo- he left Utah Valley. Utah Valley announced they hired Todd Phillips, not no, not the director of Hangover. Uh, <laughs> we're talking the current uh, or last year he was an assistant coach with Madsen, so they're keeping it in family with Utah Valley. Further along in the state, up in Logan, Utah State. Obviously, you know they lost Ryan Odom to VCU. Mm-hmm. They go out and hire Montana State's head coach Danny Sprinkle, who's made the tournament back-to-back seasons. What do you make of that one?
2: I love that one, and I and I'm always in favor of rewarding the guys that win at the low major level or the mid major level. For example. Brad Underwood getting his shot after he dominated at Stephen F. Austin for those years. Sprinkle was 81 and 43 at Montana state uh, over the last two years. He was what? 52 and 18 back-to-back tournament appearances. And they gave K state a good game for the most part um, yeah. this year. So yeah, well-deserving of this opportunity and who knows he may prolong this into another opportunity. Kind of like Odom did jumper from UMBC to Utah state now to an A-10, a 10 at VCU. We'll see what happens with sprinkle.
0: Yeah, and staying in the state of Utah, all this turnover. Southern Utah, remember they lost their head coach to uh Bowling Green. They went out and hired uh Western Illinois head coach Rob Jeter, who I'm familiar with from I mean, I guess I watched Western Illinois basketball, but I didn't connect the dots a lot this year. I remember Rob Jeter from Milwaukee. He took the he took the Panthers to the NCAA tournament back in 2006 and 2014. What do you make of uh the Thunderbirds hiring Western Illinois Rob Jeter? Yeah, I I think it's a d- pretty good hire considering
2: Western Illinois has been a dumpster fire before he got there. Yeah. They were never good, and I know you look at on the outside looking in, you're like, oh, he was 16 and 14, 16 and 16. That's actually pretty good at Western Illinois, yeah. considering how many buy games you got to play. And we 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 uh, I feel like they were one of our darlings, them and the Tommies. So we enjoyed betting on them this year,
0: definitely. And then. Valparaiso. Uh, this happened, I don't know, the past two weeks, I guess, two and a half weeks. They hired uh Gonzaga assistant, Roger Powell yeah. as head coach of the, uh, the crusaders there. What do you make of, of that? I mean, I think that's kind of, I guess that'd be a home run get right.
2: Yeah. And he, and he's from, he went to Illinois. Um, he was on the 2005 final four team with Bruce Weber. So he goes back to the Midwest. Obviously he was Zach Gonzaga, Well, he was at Vanderbilt before that. I think that's a home run. He actually started at Valpo as an assistant before that under uh, Bryce drew um, yeah. long-term head coach. Everybody knows him from the famous shot in the NCAA tournament. So uh, this is a home run by uh, Valpo in my opinion. Yeah. Bring so up, bring home one of their own.
0: So then Gonzaga needed to hire an assistant coach. They go and get R.J. Barsh from Florida State. And then, oh, Florida State needs to get an assistant coach. Leonard Hamilton hires Kevin Nickelberry from Georgetown slash LSU. Remember, he was on some of those wiretaps, I think, who instantly brings in Josh Nickelberry, a guy uh, who lit it up for LaSalle the past couple of years, former uh, four-star uh, who originally was going to, to Louisville. I don't know what to make of Florida State. We saw Matthew Cleveland hit the portal Caleb mills at the portal. I got no fucking idea what is going on in Tallahassee. Nickelberry has been, Georgetown was terrible last year. LSU was terrible the prior, the year prior. So it's been a while since Nickelberry has been a part of a, a, uh, a winning team, but I know he, he can bring in talent. What do you make of it?
2: Hey, if he could do what he did at LSU before uh, the wire, I mean, it's illegal what he did now. So maybe he starts doing that at Florida state. Uh, dropped some bags off and uh we'll see Florida State get back to being good. Florida State's a weird program right now.
0: They are. They are. I, I don't know that they have an identity right now. You yeah. know? A few years ago when they had it rolling, they were a great defensive team. I feel like uh they had an unbelievable length. And then they kinda Tized, went away yeah. from the length and tried to get more like guard friendly. And I don't know what happened or, or, or shorter as a team, more athletic maybe. I don't know, but uh they haven't been the same since then in my opinion. So I agree yeah. and, and
2: and Ryan Hasty makes a good point in the chat they've always when they've been good have had those fifth and sixth year guys where they've kind of kind of like West Virginia a little bit where they've had multiple year guys and gotten better player development but the, the portal's been tough on Florida State for sure
0: definitely and then final uh, coaching news Georgia Tech remember they hired Damon Stoudemire from the Boston Celtics slash you know a couple of years ago he was the head coach of the Pacific Tigers in Stockton California. Well, Stoudemire went out and hired longtime Rutgers assistant to Steve Peichel, Carl Hobbs. Interesting get. Interesting get there in the yeah. ACC. Uh, we will see what Damon Stoudemire can do in Atlanta. All right, look, before I get to, we have some, some, some news uh, regarding players coming back and, and entering the portal. And then we're going to get to some of the teams that have landed players. Um, but before I do all of that, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by good old underdog fantasy. Yes. Underdog fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog fantasy has your favorite MLB, NHL, NBA games uh, daily, every single day, uh, daily games. So uh, plus they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N. All right. And, and don't worry if you're, if we were talking about coaching hires and, uh, and we didn't mention your school and hot went out and made a, 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 what you think is a good hire or a bad hire. We're going to have a, an episode where we go through all the coaching, uh, turnover. I, I it's just, that was topical to me over the past two weeks. Um, so stay tuned. All right. Um, things I I know the chat was just talking about this. This is some current news. Kansas State's hosting Max Asemus this weekend. How big would it be for the Wildcats to land Max Asemus, Mac, and have your Big 12 get a huge one of the best players in college basketball?
2: Absolutely huge. It's a must get. I think it's what down to them in Texas. I would love to see him go to K State just because he would be a he's not impact. a Texas
0: guy. Come on. I know.
2: I know. That's what I'm saying. He would be a perfect replacement for Marquise Noel. And yeah. we've seen Jerome Tang with the guards track record. Don't Come on, sell Max. your Don't, soul. Uh, they yeah. would never
0: recruit a small guard like you. All right. Yes. Don't sell your soul. Max. Um. Yeah. I'm
2: with you. I, I really find, hope he goes to K state.
0: I find that exciting. K state would always, you know, it's like the Darren Sproles, uh, I mean, you can go on and on and on about the undersized, Yeah. Deuce Vaughn, (laughs) all the undersized players that they've had, they, they fit the, that role, go to K state and go fuck up Texas who never would ever give you the time of day, unless you average 30 fucking points a game at Oral Roberts for three fucking seasons. All right. Don't do it, Max. Talk to me. Call 1-800-PICK-DUNDEE. All right. (laughs) Um, other news I, I thought was noteworthy. Terrell Burden, the, M, the uh, MVP of the ASUN tournament, returns to Kennesaw State after hitting the portal. Remember, Kennesaw State has a new head coach at Antoine Petway. That was substantial news. Also, uh, Jesse Edwards of Syracuse. Remember, Joe Girard, he's still in the portal. Jesse Edwards hits the portal now. Syracuse, what is happening in upstate New York there? I saw that their biggest contributor to their NIL collective will no longer give the school any money. That's substantial. Uh, what is going on in upstate New York? And uh, I saw West Virginia in one of his uh, three te- teams that he listed as uh, possibilities to go. Jesse Edwards in Morgantown. Can we see it happening? And what do you make of what we got going on in upstate New York?
2: Uh, I'll start with Syracuse real quick, just because it's, it's ironic that Bayheim bitched about the portal and the NIL. And then you hear something with this where the number one donor doesn't want to donate to Syracuse anymore. So like maybe uh, uncle Bernie saw this one coming. Uh, as for Edwards. I mean, he averaged what 15, 10 and two blocks. He's gotten better and better throughout his career. He'd be a great fit it, for hugs in terms of protecting the rim with how hugs wants to play defense, he can erase a lot of mistakes on the perimeter. It's going to come down to them, Kansas and uh, Gonzaga. So we'll see. I he'd be a really good fit in my opinion for hugs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. You, you already added Cresha, uh Edwards. You know, you got Perez, the kid coming in from Manhattan. Still, I don't know. Maybe and and, and I guess we should get to a Joe Toussaint COVID year eligibility. So this is what I find fascinating. You have andre Mitchell. Oh yeah, Andre Mitchell. Yeah, you have the situation with the COVID year going on. I we saw like Jack Nunge elected not to return to Xavier, which I just. You're not gonna be in the NBA. I get. It. Oh, you want to go make a million dollars in Belgium? Fine. All right. If, if you can get a million there, but I, I, uh, I don't understand. I would take advantage of this. They'll, they, they'll probably pay. You could stay on the college campus one more year. You're gonna be re- reminiscing about these days for the rest of your fucking life. Take advantage. Take advantage. So, what do you make of those guys coming back to Dub V? I feel like Huggy Bear is gonna have a really good team next year
2: they've, uh, they've got gotten really good support throughout the state with the NIL collection. So West Virginia has really stepped up. And you know, it, it really is refreshing because everybody just thought the big cities would be the ones that would dominate or the big programs. West Virginia really stepped up in helping this program with the NIL. And that's why you start getting guys like Trey Mitchell and Joe Toussaint to come back. You get a Kirk Kir- Kir- Kirchner. I always butcher his name. I call him Kirk uh, from Arizona, hopefully a Jesse Edwards. And then they're uh, hosting Caleb grill as well this weekend.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing about this whole NIL era is, you know, I, I know Nebraska's collective, especially on the football side of things, but I believe in general, that whole state basketball, I guess they have some Creighton fans, but uh, they're a juggernaut now from what I understand, like all being able to offer money. And that would be, especially on the football side of things. So it makes it interesting because it's not necessarily booming economically, um, because you would always think like Los Angeles or New York City or Miami or you know, Miami, some of these big yeah. cities would be able to offer so much just because there's so many companies thriving, business thriving. It'll be interesting to watch. So we talked about Jack Nunge not returning to Xavier. Hey, real quick. Did
2: you see, uh, in, re- in regards to West Virginia, did you see Jimmy Bell? No, I did not. He is, uh, he's at spring football right now. No he's a, he he yeah no he's trying out for the football team so he may make the transition from basketball to football. He was a good offensive lineman coming out of high school.
0: Oh, I mean that would be that would be substantial. We gotta I get know. him on. We gotta get him on the show. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I, I
2: thought you'd enjoy that because I know you host a college football experience yes, as well. So yes, yeah, it would open up another big spot for uh, Hughley as well. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And shout out to Jackson. Says, absolutely love listening to this while I work. Hey, amen, man. Appreciate you. Ryan Hasty. There we go. Uh, great guys. Great guys all in here talking hoops in the offseason. Uh, other news that I, I wanted to note. Um, we have uh, Grant Basilli turning down Virginia Tech to go play in Italy.
2: I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe Italy's league, I do think, offers more money than a lot of the other ones, though. I feel like like when sometimes when you see them go play in, like, I don't know, like Puerto Rico or something, you're like, what are you making? You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it when you don't have college hoops. But Basile, I mean, Virginia Tech, I feel like they've been active in the portal. They weren't that bad of a team last year. You correct a couple mistakes, you could make the NCAA tournament. I don't really understand this one, but Italy, I will say, one of the countries that I actually think can throw around decent money on their basketball. Uh, surprised that, but no. I we mentioned also Jack Nunge, you know, not coming back as well. To go, he's gonna go play pro ball somewhere. It says, which I'm sure he could play somewhere. But yeah, uh, Jerome Hunter is coming back. That's a good get for the for the Musketeers. But obviously, if they would have brought Nunge back, would have been huge. Um, uh, other news. We talked Matt Cleveland hitting the portal at Florida State. Ugana Kingsley uh, Omayenzo, the center for Kentucky, hit the portal. And then he said, no, I'm coming back. We're going to win a national championship. So if you're a a Wildcat fan, you got that going for you. Obviously, you're waiting for the Toshiba news, I think. And then the huge news, I think. Uh, You saw Malik Hall and Tyson Walker announced they're coming back to Michigan State. Man, I got a feeling this Michigan State team is going to be awesome next year. What do you, what'd you make of that news?
2: I hope they win it all because I, I think everybody's got the perception now in their mind. Cause Miami went on a nice little run and they could have lost to Drake in the first round. So like this, all this whole like myth that you got to do everything through, through the transfer portal, like, or otherwise you're screwed. I want to see Michigan state go on a run to debunk that completely because I think it, I think every year is different. Every scenario is different yes, you can win through the transfer portal, but I also think you can win the old school way of having guys come through second, third year guys in your program. And maybe you add a piece or two in the transfer portal. So I would love to see Michigan State go on another run and for Tom Izzo too. And one other thing I want to touch on with these guys that are leaving, I I know that everybody wants to just go get paid, but in the NIL era, in my opinion, I know nobody's thinking about school anymore. You have an opportunity to make money, more money than you ever ever could with the NIL while getting, let's say your fifth year guy with the COVID, uh, exception, you could get a master's degree. And I know that that doesn't really mean that much nowadays with everybody, like just who cares about school get paid. But if you, not all these guys are going to play in the NBA for 15, 20 years, like they think they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the NBA draft is really, I know you could say, well, there's, I don't know what is it? 63 picks, 62 picks. I don't fucking know. Um, they're all euros. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you really have. First off, second rounders barely ever make the fucking team, mm-hmm. so you're really looking at like, I'd say like you want to be in the top 35 and uh, or 40 to make the roster. After that, it's just it's just a small opportunity. You know what I mean? So why the, Europe and and Japan or China or wherever you know even South yeah. America has has basketball teams that. Uh, former college players play play with. So, uh, or play for um, those opportunities will be there. So um,
2: because you, you still like, you're going to get your NIL money. You still get your school paid for. So it's like that. That's another whole thing with the COVID extra year for these guys that were in school for that. You really could set yourself up for the next 30 to 40 years. Cause you're not going to be able to play basketball the rest of your life. And most, most of these guys are not going to be able to provide for their family just off basketball. Not everybody's LeBron James or Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Other news. uh, So that Michigan state news makes them, I think one of the teams to beat next year, one of the, I'd say like preseason top 10, probably Yeah. Uh, Duke, your favorite school, you know, they're doing well, (laughs) dude. I mean, Kyle Filipowski (laughs) announces he's coming back. Tyrese Proctor and Mark Mitchell have already announced they're coming back. There's a chance Jeremy Roach might come back still. Ryan Young, who's been in college forever, taking advantage of his COVID eligibility. Remember the Northwestern transfer. He's coming back. Uh, I mean, they have a big class coming in again. I know one just decommitted, but I mean, who cares? I mean, this team, especially if Roach, if Roach, dude, if Roach comes back, if Roach comes back, they're gonna be really fucking good next year. If I'm
2: NC Nick, the last thing I want is preseason number one. That's yeah. like that's like the kiss of death. I feel like like kind of with Carolina, what happened this year? They brought everybody back, they added pieces, and they just didn't mesh like they did at the end of the year. But on paper, they look great, just like Carolina did. So it's with Filipowski coming back, that was huge. Yeah, uh, Mitchell,
0: Mitchell Proctor, Filipowski—all huge news. And if you get Roach, guard play travels so far in March, as we always see. Um, man, I mean, yeah, that was substantial news. Also, I thought Keegan Records, the uh, the senior forward, that was gonna—you know—he's using that COVID eligibility year. He hit the portal. He, he was at Colgate. This guy's been a, a beast at Colgate in the Patriot League for a while. Took himself out the portal to return to Colgate. I love seeing it. And I want to conclu- uh, I want to include him with Vermont senior Aaron uh, D- Deloney, who also hit the portal and announced he was coming back to Vermont. I like this man. You guys have made those schools great. It's a shame you can never get a, a tournament victory of late, but man, those teams are going to be dominant again in their respective conferences. Uh, what do you make of those two guys returning to their schools?
2: I'm with you. I love it. Um, Vermont Colgate. We, we joked in February and uh, January, they were an auto play. Once we got the league play and they I think like they won every They will be next us. year
0: too. <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't remember them losing. I mean, maybe they were favored by like 26 and a half one night and they only won by 24, but yeah, no, they were automatic and I, they, they've gotten some tough draws in March, both of those schools. And I, I felt like Vermont actually had a shot this year, but just ran out of gas against Marquette. Colgate drawing Texas was tough. That was a tough matchup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a brutal matchup personally. I thought, man, they, they they didn't do him no favors. This committee Uh, other guys, Naheem, Aline, former Virginia tech, wasn't he at A and M too? Maybe uh, he was at UConn last year, won a national championship. He's hitting the portal as UConn, bringing in a big time class, um, uh, Musa C what is going on in Stillwater, by the way, are they going to be horrible next year? Musa says hitting the portal. This guy's played at every fucking college and college basketball. He's hitting the portal. I am concerned about what's happening at Stillwater. What 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 the fuck is going on there? Yeah, it's, it's weird, but you know what? Maybe it's addition by
2: subtraction. Uh, there were some rumblings that he kind of was a distraction at times for that program. Um yeah, we'll see what happens with Mike Boyd and how he reloads in the portal. That that's the beautiful thing about the portal. You can get ambushed, but then you can reload quickly too in 2 weeks.
0: True. True, true, <laughs> true. Uh Another one Seaton halls forward uh Femi How do I pronounce this guy's last name again? Offseason I feel like Urukale. I I'm butchering this. I know his name when I hear it talked about on TV cuz I remember him at pit. He's hitting the portal. Uh, another one, uh, Boogie Ellis, uh, he, he played with Musa Sise in Memphis 30 years ago, uh, he's using the extra year of COVID eligibility to come back from, uh, or come back to USC. That's a good get for him. Also Washington's Keon Brooks, former Kentucky transfer, getting that extra year of COVID il- eligibility and coming back to the Huskies. Now let's talk about, let's uh, actually let's stay in the PAC 12 for a second. Sort of, sort of. You know who the the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year this was, uh, or this year it was Reese Dixon Waters, the uh, Defensive Player of the Year from USC. Do you know where he transferred?
2: Oh, I saw this the other day. Dixon went to why am I going to state, which is a perfect fit because defensively, yes, they're gonna be
0: better. They're gonna be better than they were this year. I mean, they I know they have some guys that are testing. Like Lamont Butler is testing the the pro. I don't think he's going to make the NBA and then he's going to come back to, to San Diego state by the NBA draft, you know, after they have that camp and everything, um, uh, San Diego state, that's a huge fucking get. That's a huge get in my opinion for San Diego state. Um, other substantial news in, in, uh, well, and I guess that could be the PAC 12 cause San Diego state, but he left USC, which is in the PAC 12 for the next, uh, 12 months. Um, but it gets confusing. It gets super confusing, but uh man, uh, the portal has been fucking crazy. Let's just start with the Arkansas Razorbacks who landed Jeremiah Davenport shooting guard from Cincinnati. Tough hit for Cincinnati. I feel like Cincinnati, uh, as, as they're about to embark on the big 12, you kind of need some of your better players. And Jeremiah Davenport leaves for Arkansas, Arkansas, though, also loaded up on another AAC team. That's jumping to the big 12 with Houston's Tremont Mark. They also added Khalif battle, who I was a big fan of at temple. Uh, I think he averaged like eight, almost 18 points a game at temple. Uh, then Keon Menefield, the, uh, the point guard from Washington. Uh, once again, Musselman, what? Just, just loading <laughs> up. I understand they've had Mikel uh, Michael Mitchell hit the portal. Barry Dunning hit the portal. They might have been forced out. Who knows? But man, it hasn't been that long, and they added four pretty big time additions. What you make of what uh, of what's going on in Fayetteville?
2: <laughs> it's kind of similar to last year. I think we joked. We're like, how many scholarships does Arkansas have? Yeah. They've already added four. They've offered about twenty seven more. Um, I'm looking back at what they did last year. I mean, they had the two Mitchell twins come in. Uh, they had Graham uh, and then they had guys like Sills go out as well. I mean, it was crazy there as well. So, I mean, it, like you said, Musselman's great with the portal. I think his NBA background helps him out with this. We're meshing new personalities, new talent, and they usually seem to be playing their best ball come January or February and March. And we saw it once again, when they pulled the upset over Kansas.
0: Yeah. And I see Brick Patino talking about how Cincinnati's in play for Aaron Estrada, obviously the star guard from Speedy Claxton's Hofstra pride, but also Kansas State's in play for him as well. That'll be something Ooh. to watch, but man, Musselman. And let's talk about another team that all, had a ton of transfers last year and also a coach that came from a team that had a ton of transfers last year, Ed Cooley in Georgetown. Woo. Uh, so wait, let me get this straight. Okay. I know last year, right before Christmas, Dante Harris quit the team. He left for Virginia, which is an underrated get by Tony Bennett. I think coming into this year, I like Dante Harris, but Denver Anglin leaves the team to go to SMU just the other day. And then Brandon Murray leaves the team to go to Ole Miss. Brandon Murray, LSU, Georgetown, Ole Miss, three schools, three years. This is fucking ridiculous. But I guess for Chris Beard, that's a big time get getting Brandon Murray. But then Ed Cooley stays aggressive. He lands a uh, styles from uh, North Carolina uh, at small forward. He also brings in, I think this was a big one here in Jaden Epps from Illinois, former four-star. Uh, and then uh, Rowan Bromball from uh, Texas four-star from the Texas Longhorns. What do you make of what's happening up there in Washington DC with Ed Cooley, bringing in those three names? Um, I'm sure they're going to bring in some more.
2: Yeah, no, they're deaf they're kind of rumored like Arkansas with a bunch of people. Um, but yeah, no, Cooley's making his uh stamp right away. I mean, bringing three high major transfers from marquee programs, Illinois, Texas, Carolina. He's I think he's gonna flip the thing in one year, maybe not to the NCAA tournament, but they're gonna be competitive next year. They're not going seven and twenty eight again or ever again under Ed Cooley and Owen eighteen in big East play. That'll never happen
0: again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're going to be
2: respectable again.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then you have another one. And I know I'm bouncing all around here, but that's kind of what you do when there's 360 some teams in the, and these transfers. It's like the 405 freeway over here. So we touched on <laughs> on Arkansas landing Tremont Mark, which in a way, though, Houston in a way is, is going to be better without him in a way because. I know Tremont Mark's a really good player, um, but they, uh, they hit it big. I think when Terrence uh, Arsenault announced he was coming back, right? That's a, a young guard for them that they're super excited about. Yep. They still have Jamal Shed, uh, who, by the way, is still just a junior. So he, and technically he could play two more years um, besides this next year um, because of the COVID thing. But they go out in the portal, the Houston Cougars, and they land. I mean, LJ Cryer from Baylor, Damian Don from temple. This team is, is loaded. Are they better? Are they better without Mark now? I kind of think they are.
2: Yeah. I think they might be better this year, but I don't know if their record's going to be better just because they're going to the big 12 from the American. So I think they'll take a slight step back, but it helps having a guy like LJ cryer that's already played in the big 12 night in and night out big nights um, for multiple years. I mean, he was part of the championship roster. He didn't play as much, but I mean, he's been a part of the, he started every game for the last two years and Damian Dunn was good for temple as well. We always talk about how temple has good guards. This is a good gift for them as well.
0: And I see, I see Xavier Smith in the chat saying the NCA shouldn't grant uh, Brandon Murray this year of eligibility. You have to put the foot down on these guys, multiple transfers, multiple years. You shouldn't be able to pick and choose that often. I I agree. I agree. I agree. Look, look. Yeah. I understand he left Ole Miss. Or I'm sorry, he left LSU. Even though I think he was the one that they were paying, <laughs> if memory serves yeah. me correct, on the he was tab. one of many. That yes, they were paying. yes, one yeah. of the ones that that. So in a way, I almost think like, dude, you got paid. You should fucking have to stay in Baton Rouge. But, uh, but then he goes to DC with Pat Ewing, and Kevin Nickelberry, and you know, things don't work out there. And then you get, well, how the fuck do you get granted all these things just because the coach is leaving? I don't even understand. I don't even understand how this is possible. NCAA has got no fucking backbone right now. They're a disgrace. And uh, you know, this shit is ridiculous. Like, okay, if he graduated, I would understand the, the third transfer or I'm sorry, the second transfer. Um, but I, I think this is crazy. So wait, when he's, so theoretically, when he graduates Ole Miss in two years, because they'll pass you for taking fucking the most ridiculous class, vacuuming. You'll be like, hey, this is our, he's majoring in fucking vacuuming. Um, uh, and, and, you know, he'll be able to transfer again then. It's ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Great, great get. If you're an Ole Miss fan and Chris Beard's going to make them good, no doubt in my mind, but absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um,
2: yeah, no, he'll be eligible to transfer here again in, in a year. If he graduates,
0: <laughs> so ridiculous. Like what yeah, are you doing? It, here? it is what, uh, Michigan, uh, you know, what'd you make of Caleb love going to Michigan? Because I know Hunter Dickinson is currently visiting with the Kansas Jayhawks. You filthy, filthy whore, right? Uh, just come on, dude. You are at Michigan. They just announced that they're bringing, they landed Trey Jackson, a grad transfer from Seton Hall. They landed N- Namari Burnett from uh, Alabama and Caleb Love. Come back to Michigan and you, you're going to have like a top 25 roster. I don't understand. Is he definitely all the way <laughs> out the doors or any chance Hunter Dickinson comes back? And I guess what do you, what do you make of the other gets and, and Caleb Love? Uh, Burnett and and Jackson all uh all landing in uh Ann Arbor.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm not the biggest fan of Caleb Love. I think he shoots the ball every se- every single time he touches. He just made big shots against Duke in the Coach K games where everybody's gonna remember him. But I mean, he he is a talent. Burnett's a talent as well, coming over from Alabama to Michigan. And uh, two things should be true and and Trey Jackson. I don't like that. Hunter Dickinson's leaving Michigan. I I don't get it at all. They threw him the ball. Every single play. I think he should stay. I don't think he's hundred percent out the door, but I mean, I think he's going to go to Kansas is my prediction. I think I predicted that a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to stick with it. I think self they're going to pay him obviously with the NIL and self's track record with big guys in the past, whether it's Aldridge, uh, the Morris, come on,
0: man, where is your fucking competitive spirit? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Michigan? You're getting paid at Michigan. All right. You're getting paid at Michigan. You came back last year, part of that NIO collective. Like you're just going there to win a national, like that's a cheap national championship in my opinion. Like you're just, it's the Kevin Durant championship. Yeah. Yeah. It's just cheap, man. Um, The Gators also have been active in the portal they they landed walter clayton junior the point guard from uh, iona who who everyone thought was going to st john's not the case um uh, they also landed uh the big man from Marshall, Micah hanlogton i'm probably butchering that uh but he he gets like yeah, 10 I boards can't a pronounce game his name. he gets like 10 yeah. boards a game they also brought in the the yale transfer ej jarvis uh todd golden year 2 i know we lost a couple guys to the portal too but I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I didn't really love that hire when that happened. I've been wrong before. Maybe I'm wrong again. What do you think of the Gators?
2: It's a big year. They're not patient in uh, Gainesville. I mean, they push out Mike White. He had been to the tournament every single year, including in Elite Eight. Todd yeah. Golden completely misses it. They really weren't close this year. Got he's got to flip this in quick with. Uh, and this is a good uh, transfer class on paper. Obviously, bringing in Clayton, hand log 10. I can't pronounce his name either. And Jarvis from uh, Yale. So, yeah, no, he, this is a huge year in Gainesville.
0: And then let's talk about the California Golden Bears here because uh, just going to double check here Cal basketball. Uh, obviously, they were all last year. Well, that, I yeah. mean, not only that. I mean, so Devin Askew, who only played 13 games for them, right? He has multiple years left of his eligibility, surprisingly. Um, he's not in the portal, so I'm assuming, well, he's not yet. I'm assuming he's coming back. Then Cal goes out and lands Jalen Cohn, who if you watch, I watched this guy in person uh, for Northern Arizona, where he averaged like 18 points a game, former Virginia Tech point guard on it with buzz. Um they land Jalen Cohn. They bring in Fardoz meek who obviously had the experience with Madsen at uh, at Texas Tech. I'm sorry, not I'm sorry. Fardal's was at Texas Tech, but he had the uh, experience with them at Utah Valley the year prior. Um, and all of a sudden the Cal Golden Bears, if you think about like just those three, pretty decent. You know, I know they I don't know the rest of the team and what they're doing. I know like I guess their second leading score Thiemens, in the portal. But I think after that, you have a guy, Dewan uh, Clayton, who's eligible to come back. Uh, who knows if he will, but I can tell you this, I'm kind of buying in that they will be a, at least a lot more competitive this year than last year. Yeah. They can't get any
2: worse. That's the first thing, but the, the, the good, the good thing for them is the PAC 12 sucks. So after <laughs> obviously UCLA and Arizona, so there's a chance to really make a little bit of a push here. They can get up to maybe the fifth or sixth team in that league in, in no time.
0: Well, I was actually thinking about this, man, with the turnover you have at Arizona with Crecia, to is gone. Yeah. Uh, with UCLA losing, you know, Tiger Campbell, they, they've lost the, I think three guys, uh, Jaquez, they lost another guy that went pro. I mean, am I crazy to think that Colorado might be able to win the pac 12 next year? <laughs> That
2: that might be a little bit of a stretch just because I think UCLA will be consistent, but I definitely think they're in the top four. And I I you don't know what you're getting out of Stanford. Washington State's been interesting. I mean, they they got
0: rated though. TJ Bamba, that's one of the notes here. He turns down, so he had Villanova. Yeah, he goes to Villanova. He almost went to Georgia Tech. Chose Nova over over. uh, It's a guy who averaged 16 points a game in the Pac-12 last year. He leaves. Also, their big man left from Minnesota. I think Washington State is is due to regress. If anything, Oregon, Colorado maybe can take advantage of. Maybe Arizona State, who knows? With the, They're always just crazy with the portal. Um, but I don't know about Arizona. And uh, I mean, I guess Arizona's got to be better, though. I mean, but you would think taking those hits, can you get that much better than you were a season ago? I don't know yeah, that you can. Yeah,
2: I don't know if they'll be better, but you just got to, I think you got to trust... The coaches there that they're going to get talent with at UCLA and Arizona, the traditions and, and just the name, and you know they have NIL money at Arizona, and UCLA as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Iowa State landed Keshawn Gilbert from UNLV. I think he goes back to the outselberger era. That was a big hit for the Cyclones. Cyclones also got uh, the, I think the top scoring guard for Wofford, Jackson uh, Zika or some shit like that. Um,
2: yeah, I like the fit
0: Yeah, uh, other, other substantial portal gets and, and note, Jalen Withers from Louisville Ends up at North Carolina uh, He averaged nine points a game last year Just about uh, Youngstown State got Ziggy Reed Who was a stud for Merrimack Gerard Calhoun Watch out for the Penguins next year um, Marcus Domask The star small forward for the Salukis Staying in state, going to play for Big Brother The I. Interesting. Get Davian McKnight, the star point guard for Western Kentucky, who averaged about 17 points a game goes to Xavier. He takes over for Sule. Boom. I think that's a great get. I think that's a really good get. Um, other, other, uh, news. Who else did we have on this, on this sle- uh, on this uh, sheet that I hadn't touched on that, um, touched on that. Uh, Rank masked the uh, the leading score for Bradley their forward he transferred to Nebraska the mayor Fred Hoyberg landing a uh, a top guy for the Bradley Braves M- uh, Mary Mack guard, Jordan minor, who averaged 17 and a half points a game lands at UVA they could have an you know I mentioned uh, a couple other transfers that UVA was able to get they might be an interesting team next year Will Baker had a good year for for Nevada this year at center he transferred to LSU Remember, he was at Texas two years ago. Yeah, uh, I thought this one was good here. Boise State lands Omar Stanley from St. John's. Boise State might be pretty pretty fucking good next year. And then uh, two VCU guys, Nick Kern and Ace Baldwin go to Penn State. I mean, I'm shocked. If you're Ace Baldwin, why go to Penn State? You have a better chance of making the tournament at VCU. It's got to be money, right?
2: Oh, uh, I think he just likes Mike Rhodes. I mean, he gave him a shot and he's just going to follow his coach. And it's going to be interesting to see how Penn state transitions from the Shrewsbury style of play to Mike Rhodes, kind of more grinded out uh, big 10 style. But I think Mike Rhodes, I, I think he could take a book out of what Kevin Willard did in year number one, play a little bit up tempo and, and be different from all these other slow teams in the big 10
0: yeah i'm still just a little shocked uh, i think he's such a good player that
2: i wanted you know, him at west virginia yeah that, i i i would have loved baseball i thought he'd been a perfect hugs guy
0: yeah i was a bit i was just a bit a bit bit perplexed there um what else was there there was uh i thought this was uh so somewhat substantial was that uh fresno state Fresno state who was also in the in the mountain west they added the Wyoming guard, Xavier Dusell, who's pretty good. And then Arizona state center and knock, uh, Beoke, If I'm p- pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are two, two decent gets. And then I saw that they landed, uh, Isaiah Pope from Utah tech where he averaged, you know, like 13 and a half points in the, in the whack. Could the Bulldogs be a team to watch out for in the mountain West next year with those gets. Yeah. We talked to Omar Stanley mm-hmm. to Boise state. Mountain West using some of that money. San Diego state got him, got him some extra money. Another one. Nelly junior Joseph. Remember him from Iona. He lands at New Mexico. He averaged 15 points at Iona. New Mexico's loaded next year. If Richard doesn't win. Yeah. If if he does not win the mountain West next year, I don't know that he's your guy because they're loaded. They're loaded. I guess, I guess San Diego state, but they should at least make the NCAA tournament next year.
2: No doubt, and, and, and they were the last unbeaten team in college basketball this year. I think everybody forgets that is they were the final unbeaten that went down. I think they lost at Fresno was their first loss, ironically. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, no, I mean they bring back both their guards, House and Mashburn, doing well in the portal as well. They it, they are committed to basketball in Albuquerque, so yeah, no. Patino needs to go on a run next year, get to the dance. We saw with San Diego State, who knows what could happen once you get there.
0: Very, very true. And then let's talk a little bit about your TCU Horn Frogs because uh, they obviously lost Eddie Lampkin to Colorado, but he quit the team like what mid-season. Um, yep. They uh, they've been pretty active in the portal mm-hmm. here, getting Jameer Nelson Jr. from Delaware. They also got Assam Mustafa, power forward from Coastal Carolina, who averaged double figures. Um, and then they landed Travion Tennyson. If you watch Texas A&M Corpus Christi basketball, this guy was a stud for Texas A&M Corpus Christi, the Horn frogs. I don't know. I mean, it's a big step up from those three conferences, right? You got Jameer Nelson Jr. Obviously his dad played in the NBA. So the li- lineage is there, but you know, playing in the CAA, you got Mustafa out of the Sun Belt, and you got Tennyson out of the Southland all jumping up to the big 12, but man. They put up gigantic. They, they're all three put up big numbers at their, you know, former schools. What do you make of what the Horn Frogs are doing before we get out of here?
2: I like it, and I, I feel like they got an identity. They're gonna try and duplicate what they already had. Um, kind of with Nelson replacing Miles. Um, they they lost a lot, but I, I trust that staff. They did it already with Emmanuel Miller a couple years ago in the transfer portal. Uh, Damian Ball, they uh, they've done a good job in the transfer portal over the last couple of years, so I trust Jamie Dixon that staff to get the right guys. And and yeah, they're going the mid major route, but these were high impact mid major guys as well. I think they can make the jump. I like Mustafa as well from Coastal.
0: Yeah, interesting gets just interesting, uh, and I guess their crosstown team, who I talked about SMU, Denver, Anglin comes in from Georgetown, also Chuck Harris from Butler. I expect SMU to be a lot better in the AAC in and, and Rob Lanier's second year with the Mustangs. Um, there's too many teams to talk about. All right. But yeah. there, there, there is not too many episodes because we are going to be doing a shit ton of them. All right. So folks subscribe to the college basketball experience. We're trying to check to keep you updated. It's tough. Every time you refresh the page, you know, you sign it even between while I was doing this show, probably 30 players fucking went somewhere. We're trying to keep you informed. Uh, So please hop on over, subscribe to the college basketball experience. Also remember that I host the college football experience and the college baseball experience. We just dropped both new episodes in the past 24 hours over there. I also host the, uh, the USFL gambling podcast, which kicks off this weekend and the XFL gambling podcast, which is playing this weekend. So, and I'm part of the sports gambling podcast, check out all of those platforms. And then Moneyline Mac, he's he's the host of, Give him a follow first off on Twitter at moneyline underscore mac, and give us a follow at TCE on SGPN. If you're watching on YouTube, you see at the top right corner. Uh, once again, YouTube.com/slash/the College Experience. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D, but uh, moneyline mac hosts the Ryan and Russia, show. Which uh, you know, I, we got the hat in studio now. We got oh, the yeah. hat in studio um and uh subscribe to that check out the nfl gambling podcast and we got some news coming soon on uh max gonna be a part of a third podcast that i think you guys will be excited about so uh check out give him a follow and check out all of his work also get the sgp and app in the app store and google play store it's free to download folks what are you doing get that thing and uh and yeah come talk college hoops with us it's like with the that's the one thing we talk a lot of shit about the portal at least we have a lot more news than we used to have. April used to be, a- uh, April used to be like, man, I guess I'll watch Rambo Five again. You know what I mean? Some shit like that. You know, like used to not get any information besides a couple coaching news. Now, <laughs> overload. So come talk about maybe your favorite. Maybe you're an SMU fan. Maybe you're a TC fan. Maybe you're Georgetown. Hop in the Discord. Talk talk about why you think your team's going to be loaded next year. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. So go on over there and, uh, and I think you'll enjoy it in general, just because we're always talking some, some form. And and it's not only college hoops. If you like tennis, any, any fucking sport you can think of. Uh, so hop on over there and do that. And, uh, let me get some music, uh, as, uh, we sign off here, but folks appreciate you joining in. We'll be back next week to talk more college hoops. This is the college basketball experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.
1: can't be found. My cell is off, so I can't be found. I'm on a worldwide tour, touring every fucking curtain down, down. They say the Lord watches over my sins, over my head, watching hair as it thins, over the ledge, it ain't letting me in, there's still regiments and relevance to letting me win, 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 lose or draw, you ain't prepared unless you're ready to lose it all. Losing a brawl, Yeah, that's a ride a day. Good friends know my Nina hideaway. They came and went, but the riders stay. So it's like I won the lottery and can't be found. Until I resurface with the latest purchase. 33 and a third and 45 circles. You ain't got that shit. And I ain't 45 kings. But on the beats, I've been doing my thing. I start the program and the doorbell ring. I gotta leave town to a place I can't be found. My celly's off, so I can't be found. I'm on a worldwide. I tour, touring every fucking curtain down American dreams, lessons, and still they work. I guess the sand on the beach still was really dirt. Now I'm going home, flying over Rome at 30,000 feet. Like, damn, is that really Earth? I see the killers work on walls, familiar turf. Got a little school in grad, 101 was first. Got a little school in math, didn't really work. But put the numbers on the block and I make them hurt. Any block is my stomping ground. When my people lay low so they can't be found.